Thank God it's Tuesday, mainly because it's not Monday, but also because you can listen to Anna and Marta, your two very good friends from You've Got Five Options. Join us while we are solving yet another life challenge. And if you decide to share your problem with us, yours can be next. In tonight's episode, we will try to answer rather ageless question. Can you have a family and still live life full of excitement? This is a challenge that Julienne has, and we will try to support her with five options. So everyone and Julienne, stay tuned and enjoy tonight's episode. Hello everyone, this is Marta. And this is Anna. And we are solving yet another challenge today. Which means it's... Tuesday! So, today's challenge came from Julian. Uh, that's at least the name we gave her. Yes, and you can find this challenge on our website uh, with a title Active Challenge Number 3. I think we will just go ahead and start by reading the challenge, as the challenge is quite long. Mm-hmm. So, if possible, uh, we would recommend opening the, uh, our website and uh, looking into that active challenge number three, mm-hmm. just so that you can follow, because it's, it's it's quite a long one. But else, just concentrate and, and listen as Anna reads. Yeah, or if you are at the challenge of the week article, then the challenge is also there. You just have to scroll it and read it. Okay, so here goes the challenge. I am a chaotic, impulsive person. I cannot stand having a quiet life. The second it starts getting steady and peaceful, I manage to create something that messes everything up. I like excitement and challenges, and when everything goes perfectly and smoothly, when everything falls in place, then my alarm starts ticking, and I start working on the next mess. It worked quite quite okay for me, until I got family and kids. Before it only involved me, now it affects my family, and it started not to be okay anymore. Examples. I had a job where I started mastering more or less what I had to do. I knew key persons that made my job easier, I was on the top of my game. Then it started getting too perfect, so I resigned and I started something else. Just like that. Impulsively. I am very impulsive person. The new job was a nightmare. I had a terrible manager. It affected me so much, as well as my family, since every time I came home I was crying. I was only thinking of what to do the next morning because I didn't want to meet this manager. I wasn't there for my kids. I had simply no energy or strength to be with them. I had to see a doctor who advised me to quit. So I started looking for something else. And the whole journey was a mess, but not in a good way. And the worst was that it uh, it didn't only affect me, but my kids and husband. The problem is that I still have the need to make a mess whenever everything is going fine. I didn't learn from the past experiences and I am selfish to still mess up again even if I know that it will affect my family. But on the other hand, my life would be so boring and I know I would be depressed. I was there too and that would be even worse for my kids. Anyway, you will probably think that this is a luxury problem but it seems really something I would like to heal, so I can be happy with a peaceful and quiet life. Okay. So, basically, what we wanted to say is that this challenge has really inspired us. 
and uh, Anna has written two articles to support this challenge. This is a challenge we usually, um, one of us prepares for the mm -hmm. challenge and this challenge is the one that we have really solved together. Yes, and Anna is preparing probably even more articles about this challenge. Uh, Anna might be even preparing a book about this challenge. Yeah, yeah. so that was, uh, that was quite a journey for us. But you, Julian, have inspired us with your story to write some more things than only challenge of the week mm -hmm. and the podcast. So they will be linked and we will also be mentioning on the way. That's the first thing. Second thing, we wanted to address the luxury problem issue. In our life, uh, luxury problems are the ones like, I have two Porsches and I don't know which one uh, should I drive to the uh, spa today. Yes, I don't know what dress to wear to work because I like red, but blue also would be suitable. Yes, so this is the luxury problems and we wouldn't be judgmental even towards those problems. Because those are problems. Those are problems when you don't know what dress to wear. To be honest, you can get late to work and all these things, you know, it's a vicious circle with these dresses. Yeah, but in, in our world, that's more or less what would be luxury problem. Yeah. So uh, we just wanted to tell you that no, we don't think that your problem is uh, uh, a luxury problem. We think your problem is valid and very inspirational and something that many women can relate to. Exactly. It's actually rather common. So, uh, it's a common luxury? No, it's not. It's, it's a common problem. It's something that we all share. Anna has taken the challenge you have described and she has uh, taken away all the negative uh, words and replaced them with the more neutral, not even like super hyper positive or something like that. And it was an amazing exercise and uh, you guys really should have a look at that. Because as soon as we uh, did that, uh, what came across from the challenge much more vividly than before is that you are a full of energy, full mm -hmm. of excitement person that really has a lot to share. Exactly. And that you're really beating yourself up. So therefore, the options that we have prepared, they are based on the fact that we are facing a wonderful, full of energy woman who is struggling a little bit with uh, some mess or drama in her life mm -hmm. and she would like to find a way to get into more peace with herself. Yeah. Because your question is, how can you learn to have a quiet and peaceful life? So basically we have prepared uh, five options and uh, Anna will uh, tell you the options right now. And now if you would see me, Anna would be very surprised because... I didn't see that coming that I'm reading them, but okay, I'm ready. So, Julian, your option number one is fake it till you make it. Option number two, make sure that your need for excitement comes from the right place. Option number three, accept yourself fully and forgive yourself. Option number four, get in sync with your true self and realize your potential. And option number five, Share your passion with others in a constructive way. So these are five options that we have prepared for you. And option number one, fake it till you make it, 
Here we have to give special thanks to Mr. Donald Trump, <laughs> who has been an inspiration for us. So I think we will have to hashtag him or something like that under our challenge. Let's send him the challenge. I think he also needs to live more peaceful and quiet life. I think he would be a benefit, benefic, benefic, beneficent, beneficent from this challenge. Yes. yes. Because it looks like he's making mess, whatever he touches as well. Main joke. But basically this option is all about our reflection on how can you learn to live a quiet and peaceful life. We have explored a couple of ideas, like an idea of working with your brain in convincing the brain that you want to live the quiet and peaceful life. So this is a very interesting one. And I think, Anna, you made some research here. Yes, I, I did actually. That's one of the topics that I'm uh, personally interested in. How can you talk yourself into some things, but you know, how can you talk yourself into uh, beneficial things? Uh, beneficial, apparently a word for today's podcast. Uh, so, for instance, how can you reprogram yourself in order to gain more courage or to be uh, more in sync with yourself or whatsoever? However, I also noticed that you can talk to yourself and convince yourself of pretty much anything. And here the problem is that many times we humans use it in a, in a wrong way, I believe. So we tell to ourselves since we are kids, things that uh, not necessarily are the best, like I am stupid, I never manage, I am a failure, and we start to believe it. But you can also do a different type of exercise. Like for instance, I want to live a quiet life. I want to be in peace with myself. Or I, um, yeah, I don't need that impulsive decision. Yeah, so basically the message to the world <laughs> we are sending now the oh my yeah, god that that's maybe not the love message but uh, the message here actually is that we would like all of you listeners but of course uh, Julian to think about if you have maybe been telling yourself some of those things way too often mm -hmm. so that you may have programmed your uh, brain and your life in this way as we have noticed that you, for example, use a word mess, mm -hmm. uh, that you create mess quite a lot in your challenge description. So that's like the one side of the story. And the second side of the story is that you can actually use that exercise of telling yourself something every day and trying to convince your brain that this is your new story when you use it positively to convince it that you, from now and on, decide to live a more peaceful and quiet life. That's the second important thing is that you decide. Exactly. That's that's uh, when you are deciding or you are choosing something by yourself, it is way more convincing. It is way more convincing because that's your choice. I choose to have a quiet life instead of I really need to live a quiet life. I am choosing from now on to have a quiet life. Although there is also this question of what is a quiet life and what is a peaceful life. Yeah, so we will definitely be exploring uh, that, those questions uh, a lot in the next options. Mm -hmm. Because what we uh, have taken out from your challenge is that you are, you are not a quiet person. Mm -hmm. So maybe living a quiet life is not necessarily in sync with your spirit. However, you can definitely live your life in peace. 
you can definitely live your life in peace with yourself, even though your life is not quiet. That is totally correct. That so, is totally correct. I think I have rather peaceful life. You are in peace with yourself. I really yeah. see you. As... And it's not a quiet life at all. So those are two different things. Quiet and peaceful. Not necessarily the same thing. But as Marta said, we will come back to it um, in, in next options. Yeah. So this option was all about, you know, fake it till you make it. If you really want to have a quiet and peaceful life, just tell it to your brain. Teach your brain that this is your new way. That's what you choose from now and on. You know, really yeah. fake it till you make it. Yes, that's the proof uh, by assertion. And uh, it's not, it's actually scientifically proven. If you will tell you, if you will hear something over and over again, you will start to believe it. Your brain will start to believe it. I think the trick only is that, yeah, there are things that we really want from deep down, our passion or calling or soul or something we really think. And you can reprogram your brain, but that may be not necessarily be in sync with yourself. Yeah, and that's where this analogy of a ball, which is, uh, you know, pushed down under the water, is something that is uh, something that you could consider and think about. Because if you try to keep it down, if you try to keep your spirit down, it's like pushing that ball under the water. You can keep it down there probably for some time. If you are a strong person, you can keep it there for a long time. But you know, those life events come, a moment of distraction, something that you were not expecting, and it's quite easy to lose your focus. And suddenly the ball can completely come out, splashing all around. And that's where some real mess happens yeah. so that's actually equivalent of keeping it down and uh, that normally doesn't end up well yeah so whatever you're trying to convince yourself uh, of make sure that it is aligned with your true self but that's something that we will be going to in the next options so let's move on to option number two, which was that you we recommend that you make sure your need for excitement comes from the right place. As we mentioned, we see you as a very dynamic and full of energy person, which we think is wonderful. But you do mention that mess many times and you do mention that you uh, really want to, uh, you know, you, you, you even call it like you work on the next mess. So this is where I think, uh, Anna, uh, you could mention a little bit about uh, the drama and the article that you are writing about this part. Yeah, because I'm such a drama expert. But before before I will say, it, do you think that Donald Trump creates drama like uh, on purpose? Because I really think that he could use this podcast now when I think about it. I, I am, you know, let's send it to him. Revelation. We will send this podcast to Donald Trump. I really think so, because I think he might be uh, creating drama on purpose. Coming back to Mar what Marta has asked, and as I said, I also prepared a little piece of writing uh, on drama concept. Uh, we people tend to create the drama in our life, many times unconsciously, but we do create it. And it was the interesting thing, what you just said, that you are referring to yourself as I'm starting to work on the next mess. And here, uh, this inspired me to think, Julian, are you really working on the next mess or are you just trying to do something exciting and it accidentally comes out as a mess? 
because if the answer is that you are actually really working on the first mess, uh, then uh, you might uh, you might actually um, have a tendency to create a drama in your life, and there can be different reasons. I actually gave five reasons for why people create drama in their life. You can read it through, and you can see what solutions are for that, and maybe that maybe something will ring a bell actually here. Yeah, that's definitely something that would be uh, beneficial. Yes, it's a word of today's podcast. Beneficial. Yes, Trump. Hashtag Trump, hashtag benefit. Yeah. Oh my God, beneficial we, Trump. Yeah, that's that's an interesting, uh, you know. For uh, this, he would thank us, to be honest. You yeah. know, beneficial Trump. But if you try to read that article with an open mind and open heart and try to see if any of the reasons for why we create drama in our lives, because let's face it, we all do that. Some yeah. of us less, others more, but we all sometimes or very often create some drama in our lives. So if something rings a bell, it would be something you could explore and something that you could get your healing because you also mentioned that how can you heal some mm -hmm. of the things that could be the topic where you could get some healing done we are not therapists mm -hmm. so we definitely cannot offer you a healing ourselves even though we would love to mm. uh, but uh, definitely uh, you can have a look if something rings a bell and if this is maybe somewhere you could direct your healing towards exactly and if you are more interested in the drama topic if this is what you think that could be more explored you julian or you guys just just uh, send us a message uh, on our super duper contact form and maybe we will uh, yeah come back to this topic another time just more in details because uh, i think it's uh, it's really interesting the drama creation in uh, in our lives and i i have to say that I don't see myself as drama queen, but somehow I have uh, experienced or faced a lot of drama in my life. And uh, I was also trying to figure out why. Why is that? And the, um, the answers were really interesting. So, uh, guys, if this is what you would like to hear more about, then just... Let us know. So you are, not a, you are not a drama queen, yet you are successful in creating drama in your life. Mm. Yes. <laughs> This is a tricky question. <clears throat> that was awkward. Um, okay, let's uh, move on to the um, to option three, or it you could even call it a step three, as you can you know learn to convince your brain of being more in peace. Mm -hmm. You could uh, make sure that you need your need for excitement comes from the right place, and you can move towards one step that we definitely thing is something that would be so beneficial for <laughs> for you to explore hashtag beneficial podcast yes accept yourself fully and forgive yourself this beating up girl is not working in your favor you really have to look at your challenge and how you have described it to us and try to look at, you know, try to think it's your best friend who have described that challenge mm -hmm. and just try to, you know, kind of get that perspective and see that you really have a lot of beating up uh, to yourself. And obviously you have not forgiven yourself for taking that decision of uh, quitting your job impulsively. 
And it's very striking when we read this. Of course, you know, we can always be wrong. We can always read the challenge and just interpret something in different way because we just pretty much get a piece of paper. But yeah, you are right, Martha. It was really striking. It looked like you are still beating yourself up for that decision and that you haven't fully forgive yourself that decision. Yeah, and what was one of the most uh, interesting things for me was when Anna has, in one of the attempts when we were recording this podcast, come to a, it was like a revelation that, you know, we people take decisions basically every day. It's not possible to take right decision every mm -hmm. time. No matter if you do it because of an impulse or if you have prepared a list, a checklist and thought about it for a few weeks, the outcome of a decision is something you cannot predict. So this is really amazing. If that decision of for you quitting your job just like that would have resulted in a new job where you would love your manager and it would be great, you would think it was the best decision of your life. Yeah, you would probably go and preach, guys, take impulsive decisions, follow your heart. It paid off so well for me. Only because the outcome was like it was, then you you basically think that taking decisions impulsively is, uh, is not the best way. But there are people who take decisions impulsively and they say those are the best decisions of their life. There are people who prepare themselves for weeks or years to take a decision about, I don't know, getting married with someone, changing the job, moving somewhere else, and those are not the good decisions. So you never know. But the most important thing is, exactly, you cannot make the right decision 100% of the time. And we all humans, can I please steal it from you? This is the message to the world. World, Marta. World? World, Jesus. Super English. And to Jesus? And to Jesus. And to Donald Trump, of course. But seriously, this is the message to the world, people. It is impossible to take a right decision all the time. We will take bad decisions because this is how we learn. Imagine a world where you are always right, when whenever you decide, uh, it turns to be a success. Where is your learning? Where is your development? Where Where is that moment when you need to rethink, regroup and reprogram and, and do something else? It's impossible. This is actually a gift. Okay, now I'm getting a little bit too much into it because not every wrong decision is a gift, but I treat it as a gift. It's a learning. Learn, learn from the decisions. Figure out what you could have done better uh, or, or what has happened, you know? Sometimes the worst decision in your life can lead you to the best event um, three months later. Like also this thing like, sometimes the love of your life comes after the mistake of your life. All that kind of things, they actually are cliche, but they have some sense in my opinion. Yeah, it's definitely something that that's one of the things I have always admired the most in you, Anna, is that no matter what happens in your life and no matter what outcome has come out of your decision, if it was something bad for you, if it's something that caused you suffering, you always try to look at the learnings mm -hmm. very quickly. Of course, you suffer. Of course, you feel bad, but very quickly you move towards what have I learned from this decision? And what good came out of it? This is something invaluable. This is something that uh, 
for people to master is not easy if, if it's not something that comes naturally to you, but it's a great gift. So, and that's definitely something we can practice, trying to see what good came out of each of the decisions. Yeah. So, but basically that's something that we wanted to tell you, Julianne. It's not about that your decision was impulsive or planned. It's not about whether it was good or bad. It's the outcome. And the outcome, you cannot predict. Exactly. You could not predict that the manager will be so bad. Mm-hmm. People can be really manipulative. People can be hiding their, you know, true self and so on. It's not something that you can predict. However, if you are not happy with taking impulsive decisions, which is fine, you could take that learning and have more of a factual, fa- fact-based approach to taking your next decision. Mm-hmm. That is correct. And uh, I would also like to uh, mention here that what helps me, because that's true, I, I always take the learnings and I do it actually very fast. And I think it also helps me psychologically to to get through the process of, of, of healing from a bad decision. But there is also one thing that I would like to mention to you. I always try to clean up, meaning apologize to anyone who, to whom that decision... Uh, Yes, the people who might have been affected. If I did something wrong, I always try to apologize, be honest, and because you said that you have affected your family. And then I don't dwell on it. I try not to be a prisoner of my decision. So I made a bad decision three weeks ago. Oh my God, um, I don't know. I, it was stupid. I don't beat myself. I just I will just now make a new decision. That will be awesome. You can make 100% different decision and just overwrite your old decision that's the beauty of it you are in control of your life okay it was a bad decision i cleaned up now i will make another decision who will be maybe again not the best but maybe better you can always make new decisions that's the beauty of it that's definitely the message of that step uh, which was accept yourself fully and forgive yourself And uh, there will also be a whole article about self-acceptance where Anna has written some good exercises that you can make with uh, for yourself Mm -hmm. that will lead you towards that deeper self-acceptance. That's something that most of us can benefit from. And that's something where I have been on my journey of uh, self-acceptance and beating myself up has been a a daily exercise for myself. I was extremely good at this one. And that definitely does not serve anyone I'm sorry, to beat but yourself up. <laughs> I, I'm not proud of you here. I'm sorry. Uh, no. I'm usually your bro, but this is not something I want to accept. Yeah, but I have been on a journey <clears throat> to get myself out of it. It's not something that I have been able to do in 21 days, as some of those exercises where you try to reprogram your brain, they tell you do it for at least 21 days. Mm-hmm. Some of the things, if they are deep inside you they need much more than 21 days it could be more like 21 months but uh, it definitely worth it Uh, I cannot say that I don't beat myself up anymore at all uh, that I'm completely healed but I definitely don't do it daily anymore yeah you made a huge progress and I am definitely happier (laughs) with myself it was like you know being your own worst friend (laughs) your enemy (laughs) your own personal enemy and that's a terrible thing because actually the only person that you are with 24 hours a day every day from the moment you're born to the moment you die is you 
So it's it's like, yeah, your worst enemy sits in your head constantly and just says things to you uh, that are not the, the best. Try to take the approach of the best friend that Marta, Marta mentioned. That is definitely way healthier for you. And Mr. Trump, if you listen to us, Mr. President, please jump into the decision section of this podcast because we also prepared how to override your bad decisions. So <laughs> maybe... Maybe some inspiration, a bad decision can be changed. You can make a new decision, you know, just like, yeah. Okay. So uh, we will now move on to the next uh, option or step, which is get in sync with yourself and realize your true potential. Mm -hmm. So we believe that when you have started to work with your brain to uh, reprogram it into the more peaceful uh, uh, approach and uh, when you have made sure that your uh, excitement and so on comes from a good place that maybe you have started the healing process of some of the uh, reasons why you have been creating drama in your life and when you started to forgive yourself and accept yourself more the time comes to do something really wonderful for yourself and that's getting in sync with yourself and when you get in sync with yourself that's when you obtain peace yes that's true so that just so correct so just by getting through that process of uh, of forgiving and accepting and healing and so on that's where you get to get some you know real alignment and peace and then you are ready to kick ass with the fantastic person you are. But we will get to that in a moment. But I just had to say it. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that has been coming across to us that you have a lot to offer. Mm -hmm. So uh, how do you get in sync with yourself? How do you get in sync with yourself? Well, it, again, easier said than done. But uh, I think, as you, Marta, mentioned, the first thing... Is, uh, is to really focus on that exercise from option three. You have to forgive yourself and you have to accept yourself. And you have to realize who you really are. You have to face it that you are an impulsive person. You have to face it that you are challenge-seeking person. And that's okay. That's all right. And that's, that's your strength. And it's beautiful. The trick is how to put that super uh, fantastic, full of energy person uh, together with her role as a mother and a wife and how to put it together so it is in sync and what we had an impression you were trying to do is you were trying to somehow uh, tame it down or, or kind of diminish that impulsive part of you and I think uh, we could agree it won't work you have to take the strengths out of your personality and put it together with 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 your with your role of a mom and your wife so how to do it uh, well for instance one of the examples we were thinking but this is more like a practical example use your wonderful excited challenge seeking adventurous side uh, to spend time with your kids in in the most adventurous ways right yeah, that's what we were really discussing. Uh, that's something where we could really relate to you because both of us are those moms who 
still need adventures in their lives. And who sometimes behave like kids. Yeah, so we have first of all noticed that our kids love spending time with us in that time when we are excited and mm -hmm. happy and play with them. We are those mamas who scream the most in Legoland on a roller coaster. More than their kids. So it's it's about that approach in life that kids actually value. So you can definitely use your excitement and uh, seeking adventures to implement it in your family life. If you need an adventure, why don't you just spontaneously take a decision that you are taking your kids and your partner if he's up for it as well, but he doesn't even have to be up for it. You can also do it with your kids mm -hmm. just pack the bags in half an hour and go somewhere for a crazy weekend in a camping place, in mm -hmm. a, I don't know, whatever, visit a village you have never heard of or just do something completely out of ordinary every now and again, which would satisfy that need of adventure and would put you in sync in a role as a mom. Because our kids, they love when we are happy. Mm -hmm. Our kids live by our energy. And not only our kids, like in general, kids love to have happy parents. Yeah, that, that was our kids, like the kids of the world, you yes. know. The, uh... the, the, the kids of the... But our personal kids love to see us happy, but every single kid love to have a happy parent. And because I think this is, this is the whole challenge. It looks like you have this impression that the quiet and... As I said, it looks the quiet, peaceful life. It's the appropriate life for a mother with, with kids and the kids need a quiet and peaceful life. Kids need stability, that is true. But what kids need the most is to have happy parents. And I will tell you why. From my own experience uh, of being a mother, I can see that when I am stressed, unhappy, nervous, out of sync, my daughter picks it up immediately. It's, she's like a freaking magnet for my moods. And, uh, you know, there there is so many stories I have heard in the past, like, I did it for my kids. I resigned from my dreams because uh, of my kids. I wanted to be there for them. I stayed in a marriage, for instance, because I wanted my kids to have a f uh, full family or whatsoever. So we think that there are things we should do for our kids, and those kids are not stupid. For instance, I, as an adult now, I can see some decisions that my uh, mom, for instance, did for me and kind of made her unhappy. And I wish I could just go back there and say, mom, no, don't do this. You know, I want you to be happy. And it's, it's, it's the same. It's the happy mother is the mother that brings the most happiness to children. The, the, the energy of women is actually really strong. I think we women have really a lot of energy to share. So we should take care of ourselves so that our energy mm -hmm. is good and positive and that we can share it with our beloved ones. But here again, a very simple and very useful exercise. Imagine your mom. Imagine you're a child as well, right? You have a mother or you have had a mother. And you, I know that here we can hit some painful things because, of course, some of us have lost our parents already. Mm -hmm. uh, I also have lost one parent. But you at least have had a mother at some point. Imagine, would you like your mother to beat herself uh, up, to keep her spirit down, to try to convince herself to be somewhere else? Because she wants to have a peaceful life for you. 
Just try to imagine, would you wish your mother have done something like this? Or mm-hmm. would you wish she have done something different? Because I think quitting some of our dreams, passions, or trying to change ourselves just because of the kids actually puts burden on them. Yeah, actually, when you are an adult and you hear from, let's say, your mom, I have never tried that or I have never went for my dream because I had you. Well, thanks, mom. Hashtag thanks, mom. I just have even more issues. I don't want this responsibility. I want my mom to be happy. And I would like my mom to do whatever makes her happy because this will make me happy. And many people think, yeah, mothers following their heart are selfish because they don't look for their kids. It's generous to take care of yourself. Of course, you don't just do totally stupid things like, okay, I feel like going somewhere for today's bye, guys. But you have to integrate it. And and it's just, yeah, I don't know how to say it even more. Like, this this is the message I really want to, to give you because I can see it every day in my life and Marta can see it in her life. Once we are happy, once we are um, doing great things, our kids just get on the same vibration and they are so happy around us. That's your flatmates. Imagine you have a grumpy flatmate that is unhappy and stressed and, and whatsoever. Would you like to live with a person like this? Would you? That's a a very good question. I would like to touch upon also uh, a role as a mother because sometimes it's kind of like, you know, we feel that a society or our culture or people around us in some way push us towards some specific roles. You know, Mm -hmm. as a mother, you should be this and this and that. And this is where we came to, uh, uh, you know, especially coming from Poland, where no matter how hard you try and no matter how hard you try to comply with that vision of a mother that in Poland is like impossible to get, Mm -hmm. you can never get it right, you know? As a mom, you will be judged all the time. If you want to breastfeed or give a bottle, if you want to, even the way you give birth is up for judgment. Uh, Even if you are going to use a stroller or a, you know, baby carrier, it's impossible to hit it right. Even the moms judge other moms. So there is only one right way. It's nothing related to society. It's nothing related to other moms. It's only one right way, your way. Exactly. You have to make your own definition of being a woman and being a mother. It's your own definition. And that's actually another message to the world, Marta. And you, I hope you will borrow this concept. Uh, You will lend me this concept because it's not even about women. It's about everyone. Make your own definition of yourself. We are so much into checking with the society or checking with people around us. Like, is this how we really supposed to act? Or like, listen, Listening to people around us of how you should be making people around us feel guilty for who we really are and many times we create that mess or we are unhappy because we erupt and we feel like we are trapped and we cannot make it anymore there is so much pressure you are right Marta in Poland you're screwed as a mother from the beginning you become a mother and you already screwed it up like literally no it's, it's before you even got pregnant you you already you're already wrong Ah, yes, you already, yeah, probably you already made some mistake. Can you imagine? Exactly. So it's a a game you will not win. You just have to truly discover who you are, embrace it, make your own definitions and surround yourself with people 
who accept you the way you are and uh, and just thrive in it and trust me all of those not all of those but many of those problems will actually disappear yeah that's actually something that sums up this option very well if you want to have life in peace you have to accept yourself and get in sync with yourself and that's when you're ready to realize your potential Mm -hmm. Because that's something that we definitely have seen in your challenge very clearly. And that's something that we want to discuss now uh, closely. It's how can you share your passion with others in a constructive way? Mm -hmm. Because if you have been feeling that by taking some of your decisions and by your impulsiveness, you were sharing some negative Mm -hmm. outcomes in your life, we would like to offer another approach where you actually by accepting yourself and getting in sync with yourself and feeling more peace with yourself, learn to channel your wonderful energy into something more constructive. Mm -hmm. We have already discussed a concept of using your excitement and need for adventure in your family life. That's definitely something that uh, your kids will appreciate. I think your husband may also be happy if you use your wonderful energy into sparking up some, you know, excitement in your relationship. We don't know if you already do that and how how that part works. But that's definitely something that you can use even for your relationship. Yeah, because actually, Marta, we we do have to admit that your life partner uh, shall support it. And uh, but you know, it's also uh, we don't know any. We only know that he exists and he's your husband, but uh, a conversation about all of the things that are happening within you would be a very good one. And also this excitement can be really used fantastically in your your partnership, in in your marriage. Yeah, that's uh, that's something that uh, that you can definitely use in a great way in your close relationships. But we have definitely also noticed that you are a brave person. You have a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. If you can just like that, uh, you know, quit your job, you definitely could share some of that spirit with others. Definitely. And uh, Mr. Trump, don't get offended, but the girl has cojones. And that's truly inspiring. It's it's I was actually blown away when I when I read it that you just went one day and on impulse you quit your job. It's it's a courage that you carry with you that could inspire others. Yeah, so basically how do you use it in the best possible way? It's of course by doing what you truly love. Mm-hmm. And through the process of accepting yourself and getting in sync with yourself and healing some of the drama if needed, you definitely will be more, uh, it will be much easier for you to find what's your true passion. Maybe you already know it and maybe that's uh, why you are actually uh, unhappy or you have mentioned some depression because you maybe already know what your passion is and you have not been able to realize it. Or maybe you haven't discovered what your passion is, but Mm -hmm. that, you know, that journey when you accept yourself and get in sync with yourself, that's how you get in sync with your passion. Exactly. And if you discover what that really is, if it is some kind of a creative way that you want to express yourself through, I don't know, acting or singing, or if it is something that you are a great uh, spokesperson or whatever it is, or I don't know, salesperson. Yeah. If you channel that energy into something constructive, you can really 
help others. You can be an inspiration for others. You can be there sharing yeah, that wonderful energy. Mm -hmm. And here I have a, a, just a small tip. Um, there are some people who know what their calling or passion is and they are the lucky ones. There are some people who are still confused. I, I know a lot of people who are in their 30s and 40s and ask questions, I don't know what my passion is. Try to observe yourself on a daily basis and observe those moments when your heart beats faster. What are the things you are doing that makes you smile, makes your eyes sparkle? Let's say, is it uh, sitting in front of computer and calculating something? Could be your passion. Or talking with others and convincing them to do something. That could be your passion. Just try to make a little bit of an observation of yourself and see where your heart beats faster and then try to follow that. Explore it. Don't ignore it. Explore it. Rhyme not intended. Yeah. I have read a great uh, article from Mark Manson mm -hmm. about you about finding that life purpose. Let's link to that. I will link it. I have been laughing so much reading mm -hmm. this article. Yet it's really inspiring. Yeah. So we will have it for you ready. Yeah. So summing up, you can use your brain in a positive way to fake it till you make it. Don't use it to be uh, telling yourself how much mess you have been creating. Help yourself but by deciding you want to be more peaceful. You can, uh, you can get some inspiration from uh, the article about drama and make sure that the need for your excitement comes from the right place. You can definitely explore the forgiveness and acceptance to, towards yourself. That's also another article that will be linked uh, to Challenge of the Week. Then you get in sync with yourself and realize your potential. And then you're ready to share your passion with others in a constructive way. Mm -hmm. So we definitely want to wish you good luck on that journey. That's not probably something you can fully implement in your life within five days. It would be great, but probably not very uh, yes. uh, possible. But you know what? Good luck. And thank you for sharing your challenge with us. It mm -hmm. was very inspirational. Yeah. And all I have to say is hashtag beneficial, hashtag Donald Trump, hashtag lots of reading. So guys... We will hear each other next Tuesday. Goodbye. Have a fantastic rest of the week. Bye. That's all, folks. You are listening to You've Got 5 Options podcast, where we solve your life challenges weekly. Remember that you can visit our website and submit your challenge or comment at other people's challenges at you've got 5 optionscom This is www.youvegot5 as a number options.com. And remember that our next podcast will be available for you on Tuesday. Next week, we'll be solving Maya's challenge. Maya is ready to change her job, but despite applying for a while, she hasn't been able to hit the jackpot with the dream job. If you want to hear which five options we've prepared for Maya, then you definitely need to join us next Tuesday. And if you like what you've heard, we'll be really grateful if you leave us a review on iTunes. That's all, folks.